0: Welcome in Braves Today, today Today.com is where you can find us, Braves underscore today on the Twitterverse. He is Lindsey Crosby, I'm Ben Taylor, and the Braves with another series win. They continue to do so even against games that, in my opinion, don't count, but I know that's not the case in the record books. It really does count. Uh, But against Seattle, where I've said before, I've said it over and over on each pod that Lindsey and I talk about, I think that this many interleague games at the beginning of the season hurts programs more than it helps them Uh, because, you know, whenever you start playing the Mets and you win a series, well, then you move ahead like a lot more because the Mets drop down as you move up. And that's not the case right now. And it all depends on who you draw. I mean, if somebody like the Mets or somebody like the Dodgers ends up getting a bunch of subpar American League teams that they're playing against, yes. and the Braves are playing – Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Braves are playing against the – or the Rangers. The Braves playing against the Rangers who do nothing but win series.
1: And now. the Blue Jays.
0: And the Blue Jays. And the Orioles and, and who yeah. have
1: second most wins in baseball. Like,
0: So they're doing their job, but uh, they're having to do so at the cost of now two pitchers down, uh, but the Bats still doing what they need to do. And this team is just a team that
1: – Lindsay it's a fight team in my opinion. There's uh, it, Atlanta scoring late in games has been a trend and it's it's been a trend for more seasons than like <clears throat> just coincidence. Right. And it's something it's a culture thing and this is uh, like you have to be happy about the fact that for the most part it never really feels like Atlanta is out of mm-hmm. any game because you know they're going to come in late they have a chance to score and it could be anywhere in the lineup. We've seen Orlando Arcia get clutch hits late. We've seen Eddie Rosario do it late. It it we've seen Marcelo Zuna in the month of May do it. Yeah, what is that all about? It's just it I mean it's it's it's, it's amazing to me. Marcel May, I told you. It is it is <laughs> Marcel May. Uh what is what is wild to me is like when you look at the splits and like what everything's doing in in uh late and close games. Atlanta has eight home runs in 27 games that have been late and close. And when they are behind there, it feels like they're even better when mm-hmm. they're behind than when they're ahead. So if you get a lead early, which they've done a ton of, even if if the other team comes back and gets a couple back, you feel good Atlanta can come in late and can hit, get some hits, get some runs and make it close. As I've told people before,
0: it used to be the ongoing joke back in the eighties uh, when the Braves played even the late 70s where they would say all right we head to the ninth Braves up 6 to 1 let's hold them Braves now that has reversed now it's no longer let's hold them Braves now it's it's literally you can't count them out until the third out is made in the ninth inning when mm-hmm. they're at home and and so it's just one of those things where as you said Darno another one that just all of a sudden shows up and, you know, pops one, you know, 350 uh, to give give the Braves the lead, give them the go ahead. Stuff like that is just that is phenomenal to me because it's almost like, as you just said, in the locker room, in the culture, it's an expected thing. When guys are walking in the locker room, Culverson knew it, but Culverson's back now. He's in. You know, mm-hmm. It was great to see him in the dugout over the weekend. Uh, and, you know, to see a guy like that, that already has that mentality of never out of the fight. And I think that's fun to watch. I think it's going to pay dividends. That's October mentality baseball also.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite stats is obviously Atlanta's fantastic in the first inning. We know that because you get Ronald Acuna Jr. You get Matt Olson. In the eighth inning, it's one of the better innings for Atlanta. In the eighth inning, they're batting 287, 371, <laughs> and 41 with 11 home runs. Mm. It is the third most productive inning of any inning in the in the game on the season for Atlanta. Like, that's how good this team is late. And like we said, that's a culture thing. That's something that is inherent to Atlanta. And that's why not every addition, every guy that's available, Atlanta goes out and gets that guy Mm because they may not fit the culture. And that's why some guys who don't always perform that well, like uh, Heredia, who was here Mm -hmm. for two or three years, that's why they have jobs because they work with that culture and they fit in well. So love that for Atlanta. You see the results when you see something like this, uh, this Seattle series where, You even if you get down, you can come back and score, and you can take two out of three from a good team. Two guys that stood out, in in my opinion, over
0: the weekend. Ronald Acuna continues to shine both defensively as well as offensively. Even when he only gets one hit, he still is able to make his way around the bases and he gets a run scored. Also, he still continues to shine on average as well as hits for the team because he's leading in both. Uh, And the other is Olsen. I understand he still continues to strike out. There was that quote that got passed around where they said Olsen's unhappy. They did that as clickbait because they want you to click on it because they think that it means unhappy with baseball and unhappy with the Braves. He's unhappy with the strikeouts, but it leads the team in home runs. So again, I've told you, we said this before we went on the pod. I'll take a guy batting 220 to, or 220 to 260 that's going to lead the team in home runs and RBIs any day of the week because that's what I'm paying him to do. I'm not paying him to hit singles. I'm not even paying to hit doubles, even though that's what he's picking up some every now and then. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that even when he's squaring the ball up and it may not get out of the yard, that how many times has he hit the warning track this year with a long fly that, you know, could have gotten that if the wind just a gust comes, we're talking about a three run home run instead of a long out.
1: And if that's July and it's 95 degrees versus yes. it being 77 in early May, that's gone. Uh, uh, talking about those two guys, a stat for those two guys: Ronald Acuna Jr. leads all of MLB qualified hitters. He has he's twenty-two of forty-two in the first inning. He's got twenty-two hits that leads MLB. Fifteen runs in the first inning that leads MLB. And we are sixteen and six when he leads off the first inning with a hit. Like that is like that is the effect of having Ronald Acuna Jr. And Matt Olsen back-to-back. All of the runs he's scored, all of the hits he's done, we just jump on pitchers immediately. I feel like I say that in every show, but right. it's been true in every show. And obviously, you see in the stats how crucial that is for Atlanta is Ronald Jr. getting on, Matt Olson putting the ball into play and bringing him in, even if it's Ronald scoring from first on a single like what happened the other day.
0: Yeah. I will say this as there are a lot of older people that are probably listening to this podcast that hear this and go, please don't say that. This is Ricky Henderson-esque numbers. This is the threat that Ricky Henderson used to pose for the Oakland A's back when uh, they were a big thing and everybody goes, okay, tone it down. He's not, I'm not saying he's Ricky Henderson. I am saying no. defensively he's better than Ricky Henderson. I'll put that out there. Um, but I will say as you, those numbers just prove what you said. He is dangerous. And he's really – and not just that, pitchers, because of his stolen bases – by the way, he's on pace to go just under 70 stolen bases on the year. If that happens, that'll be absolutely phenomenal. Um, Because of his stolen – base, they can't pitch around him. When he leads off, they can't do the whole, all right, we'll just throw it around the plate, hope he fishes for something. They've got to try to go after him at some point because once he gets on, number one, Olsen, with a single, can plate him from first – Number two, he's on pace to have
1: 67 stolen bases, so they can't keep him at first. Yeah, he could put himself into scoring position, and I want to say something like 11 of his steals or something like that, some ridiculous number, have been in the first inning. Mm-hmm. So even when he does walk or he does get hit by a pitch, because that happens, or whatever, <clears> he's put himself in scoring position and we're bringing him in. It's a, hu- it's a huge component of this offense that – that uh, people realize it, but you don't realize how big it is until you hear some of those stats.
0: Back to National League play as uh, another coming home. has already happened once, but still, I am kind of wonder if he's still going to get emotional. Freddie Freeman comes in. I hope he does get emotional because he is a red-hot Freddie
1: Freeman right now for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I, I was looking at StatCast trying to figure out how to get Freddie Freeman out because on the year, re- he's batting 321 with a 394 on base and a 547 slugging. And uh I'm not quite sure how to get him out looking at this, but I can tell you don't throw him a changeup. Mm-hmm. He's batting 400 against changeups this year. And like he's he has a positive run value in every kind of pitch, you know, sliders, curveballs, changeups, doesn't matter except, except for cutters. Maybe throw him a bunch of cutters, I don't know. But it kind of feels like you're uh, you have to pick your poison here with Freddie Freeman. He's going to get his. You have to keep everybody around him from getting theirs if you want to have a chance to win this series.
0: I don't get a chance to watch the Dodgers as often as I probably should have should be able to watch them just because, uh, number one, I'm not going to subscribe to MLB TV because they black out the Braves. Mm-hmm. And number two, uh, because them being on the West Coast, me and my job having to be up early, I'm not going to be staying up and watching them even on ESPN uh, when they do a Sunday night game. It, is Freddie Freeman somebody that has benefited from this lack of shift that's had to take place this year? Because they, he was one that they shifted on him. It wouldn't even if he was in a slump. They shifted on him even the last few years.
1: He was one of the biggest, like the the guys who have been shifted the most in all of baseball. And mm-hmm. yes, he absolutely has benefited from not having a shift. More of those ground balls that he would hit, things like that, have become uh, base hits. That's part of why the average is so high. But to your point of not having seen a lot of the Dodgers, you have and maybe haven't realized it if you've watched the Braves. Because these two teams, and there, there's a piece up right now on Braves today just about this. These two teams are remarkably similar. So last year, both teams win their divisions, win over 100 games, and then they get bounced in the divisional round. We lose to Philadelphia. They lose in the uh, to, I think, it's San Diego. Yep. Uh, then both teams see the starting shortstop. Leave in the offseason. Dansby goes to the Cubs. They lose Trey Turner to the Phillies. Uh, the replacement shortstop gets hurt. We lose Orlando Arcia. thankfully, for only a couple weeks to a broken to a uh, microfracture of the wrist. Mm-hmm. They lose Gavin Lux for the whole season to a torn ACL. The uh, the the rotations are decimated. We have Ian Anderson yeah. had Tommy John, we lose Max Fried and Kyle Wright, Walker Bueller had Tommy John last year, and then they're currently without Dustin May and Julio Urias. And so Right now, we we're tied for wins in the National League with 29, and it's because you have an all-everything outfielder, Mookie Betts or Ronald Acuna, that leads off. You've got a fantastic first baseman hitting behind them that drives them in, and Matt Olson or Freddie Freeman. And you've got a catcher that's red-hot at the plate in mm-hmm. Sean Murphy or Will Smith. These two teams are remarkably similar, and uh, that fact means this is a really good Uh, uh, kind of like measuring stick to how good are the Braves this year is what they've been doing with the lineup, the bullpen, the offense. Is it sustainable? And you're going to find out because you're facing a team that is very similar to you in the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: You'd mentioned uh, pitching and them being decimated just like the Braves are. The Braves do have their three starters named Morton, Strider, and Elder, I do believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, there is a TBD for the Dodgers on that Tuesday matchup.
1: We know who that's going to be. So, Gavin Stone is one of their top pitching prospects. He'll make his second start of the year on Monday night versus Charlie Morton. And then they are calling up their number one pitching prospect, Bobby Miller, to make that Tuesday start against Spencer Strider. It is his first appearance in MLB. He'll face Spencer Strider in Truist Park. Not an easy matchup. Wow. Uh, And then game three is Tony Gonsolin, who's the relative old guy in this rotation at like 25, versus Bryce Elder. So, Atlanta has an opportunity because you've got two young pitchers facing two accomplished MLB guys, albeit different ways. Strider's not that old, but he's pretty accomplished. Morton's obviously really old and accomplished. Uh, And so you have a chance to jump on these young guys early. Uh, If you can make them struggle, if you can knock them out of the game, you have an opportunity with the Dodgers bullpen being down some guys right now and being a little bit overworked. You have a good opportunity uh, to, to take some games early in this series and then see if Bryce Elder can keep up the magic against a fantastic Tony Gonsolin, 2 and one ERA. So great pitching matchups all across the board. Continues the trend of Atlanta just being faced with a lot of young top pitching prospects, but at least you get your top three for this series in Morton Strider and Elder. This is me being a
0: fan and saying this, I'm saying one and two. And the reason being is because I can't stand the Dodgers and they always have my number and they always prove me wrong. So I'm hoping that will happen. If I say one and two, now watch us get swept since I said that I should just gone ahead and said the sweep is what I should have done. Uh, Then it wouldn't happen. But then I said, if I said sweep, then we'd go one and two. So, uh, but I'm going to go one and two, because I do think that it's going to be tough bright, bright lights, Facing Strider, Strider averaging you know, double-digit strikeouts per game. Uh, not to say that that's going to happen against the Dodgers because it's a good-hitting ball club, but still uh, that is something where bringing him up on his first start where he, the nerves are going to be a factor. I don't care what they say. They're going to oh, yeah. be a factor. And so if he makes a mistake, Atlanta has the type of ball club that can make him pay for that mistake. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's going up against – you know, one of the worst teams in the league to get his get his national debut. He's going against one of the best teams in the league. So uh, I'm going to go one and two, and I'm going to take that Strider game as our one.
1: I'm going to go two and one, and I think one of those two prospects are going to surprise us and take a game from us. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put my faith in Bryce Elder. I had been waiting for a while for the other shoe to drop with Bryce Elder. I was thinking it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors and a little bit of luck, and it hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to say two and one, one of those two young guys, either Stone or Miller, will somehow eke out a win and or their offense will get to our bullpen a little bit. And then watch me be wrong and it actually be one and two or a sweep. That's what that's always what happens. But two and one for Atlanta. I do think Strider's probably going to end up winning his game. But mm. I'm going to say one of those prospects will come through for the Dodgers.
0: He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves today, bravestoday.com and braves underscore today on the Twitter. Lindsey, as always, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Chop on.